Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed and good morning. This is Dick Crawford and today's fine introduction was from Beth Steinke from Dallas-Fort Worth. We have trained in the same network for many years and have a very similar approach to the business. And this is a wonderful opportunity for our listeners out there to get to know Beth and the area that she serves. If you'd like a more formal introduction, simply contact your local agent and they will hook you up. Or if you wish, you can give me a, a jingle and I can do that for you. So Beth, good morning. How are you doing today in Dallas-Fort Worth? Fantastic. Today's a wonderful, beautiful Texas day. Excellent. That's the way to go. Uh, and you got that in there. It's a wonderful Texas day, which is a, a whole other category, I'm sure. How did you, <laughs> yes. uh, how did you get to uh, this point in your, uh, in your real estate career? What's the last five years look like for you? So my husband and I relocated from Southern California to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He had served 26 years in the United States military, and we said, what's next? I had been working for North America's largest real estate coaching and training company, so I had just had four years of incredibly deep, concentrated training on how to be a great realtor. So we said, what the heck? Uh, so six years ago, we uh, decided to find a place that was going to help us propel forward financially and um, just give us a better chance at financial security than Southern California was providing. And we figured, how are we going to do that? And I had just had this great training, so we said, let's become realtors. So he and I jumped in feet first together, got our license at the exact same time in 2014, and began in earnest at the beginning of 2015. So for six years, starting our seventh year in January, we have been serving um, buyers and sellers here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Marvelous. Marvelous. Now, before we go any further um, into, the, into all of our, our material today, I always like to ask three very quick questions. What's your approach to the business? You kind of touched on that a minute ago. You've been, been having some great training along the, you know, along the way, and we've yeah. been in the same uh, network for many, many years. Um, what's your approach to the business? Well, definitely it's people first um, and, and our needs second. So, you know, we love serving. And so we come at this with a servant heart. Uh, we love helping people realize their dreams. Like it's the one thing that where you put a team of people around you to help you buy and sell a home. And so we very much do it people-focused, people-first, relationship-driven. Relationship-driven, people-first, servant's heart. Marvelous. As realtors, we, were, we wear a bunch of different hats in the, in the transaction and in the relationship. Um, what's your favorite hat to wear along the way? Give me, give me one. Well, that's a great question. So I, I am the thrill of the deal. Now, Roger, the other half of this dynamic duo, he very much is make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. So between the two of us, um, we really have a whole approach, right? So better than one, and the, the two really does maximize uh, opportunity. So I'm thrilled of the deal, and he is um, you know, just making sure everything is in order as it should be. But I will tell you this. 
our favorite people to serve are first-time home buyers. We absolutely adore the look in their eyes when they realize they can buy a house and they find the house. It's, it's, that's the best. Yes, it is. That look in their eye that they've found the one they like. So it mm-hmm. sounds like you really enjoy that search and that um, showing them the way yep. and helping them discover. That's exactly right. And, and just, you know, helping them get out of their own way sometimes. Um, it's, it's the education piece. Like it's, it's just, I love every bit of it. In fact, Roger told me yesterday, he goes, you were built for this. And I think sometimes he's along for the ride, but uh, I was along the ride for the ride during his military career. So he feels like he owes me this one, but we love it. It's a great, it's a great life. And, and along the way, how do you, um, how do you help your clients feel comfortable and engaged in the process? Because you're loving the thrill of the deal. Sometimes they're not because it's kind of a wild, <laughs> wild ride. What do you do to help them feel comfortable and engaged? Well, that's a great question. One of the things that I tell them right at the beginning is we're going to have fun because if we aren't having fun, we're doing this wrong. Um, I'm very enthusiastic. You might can tell from, uh, from just the way that I speak, but honestly, that's real. I love homeownership. I love buying properties. I love just everything about it. And so my enthusiasm helps propel them through those scary moments. Um, but the way we really get them through is communicate, communicate, communicate. We make sure they know what's happening. There's no lights out, confusion. It's, we're always um, trying to help them see what's next, where we're going, where we're at, um, so they feel connected to the process. So very important so that they're not along for the ride. That's very good. Yep. Okay. Um, 60-second elevator question. Um, Give me three things that you'd like our listeners to learn about your area on the call today. Wow, Dallas-Fort Worth truly is far more diverse than people think. So don't prejudge what you think you know about Texas, number one. Number two, oh my heavens, the jobs. We have lots and lots of jobs in every kind of industry here. You would be, I mean, really, it's amazing. And the third thing is that there's something for everyone. Um, so, you know, just definitely don't prejudge Dallas-Fort Worth. You have to find what you're looking for, but it's here. And that's what I get, to, I get to do. I get to help you figure out what you're looking for, and then we get to go find it. It's, pretty, uh, it's a pretty great process. All right, very good. Now, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, what cities or areas do you serve? Because anybody who flies knows that that's an enormous area. Oh, it is absolutely humongous. Honestly, um, if you overlay the Dallas-Fort Worth area over a map, it's the size of the state of Connecticut. That is a humongous area. And so a lot of people say, I'm moving to Dallas. They don't mean Dallas. They mean a suburb somewhere in the Metroplex. It truly is massive. And I mean, it can take you an hour and a half to get from one side of Fort Worth to the other side of Dallas, maybe even two hours on a, on a rough traffic day. So this is not a small area. So uh, really trying to understand what you're wanting in a community helps us hone in on the right community for you. I primarily serve the southern suburbs, Mansfield, Midlothian, Arlington, Arlington is the third largest city in the Metroplex, so Dallas first, Fort Worth second, and Arlington third, but we really do serve in the Fort Worth-Dallas suburbs and Arlington 
Mansfield and Midlothian. So primarily Mansfield, but this is a big area. So you may not find what you're looking for in one of the suburbs, but there's going to be a suburb for you for sure. All right. Very good. Very good. That's a, and that's an important distinction. It's like Los Angeles, the same thing. It, it can take you two yeah. hours to go from southern to northern and eastern to western. Uh, it's just a large area, the greater L.A. area. So very similar in, in, mm-hmm. that, in that respect. Uh, so what's the area like? What can people expect? Is it uh, now, i, I got to say, I think a Dallas-Fort Worth might be kind of, kind of flat, but that's just me. <laughs> what, can, what can people well, expect? Well, I will tell you. You're 100% correct, um, and, but it has hidden gems, and you have to find them. But the worst thing someone can tell me is I want a house with a view, and I'm like, of the fence? Because <laughs> that's uh, 99.9% of the houses have a view of the back fence because it's flat. And I grew up in Florida, which was 100% flat, and when I moved to Southern California, I had never seen what my eyes saw, which were just those hills and houses on the hills, and every house had a view, and it was pretty – it was beautiful. It is different here. Now, I will say, what can you expect? You can expect all of your Texas friends to tell you they're going to the lake for the weekend, and you're going to go, what lake? And they're going to go, any of the lakes. There are lakes. So we don't have beaches here. It was a bit of a shock for me as a native Floridian and a Southern California transplant. They do not have beaches here, but they do have lakes, and even some of the lakes have beaches. So you have to kind of find them, but uh, everybody runs to the lakes and down to the hill country over the week for weekend getaways. And, um, but in general, um, the suburbs are going to have more space. The, um, met, the inside of the Metroplex, so Fort Worth and Dallas, is going to have more concrete. So you've got to find your pockets of green. Uh, lots of the uh, suburbs have great park systems and um, lots, of, lots of family areas to enjoy. Uh, you just have to kind of find them and know where they are. So no, exactly, and that's 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 why people need a good realtor, because that's that, exactly right. That neighborhood or that area can be be right around the corner, and you'd never know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just go one one less off ramp or one more off ramp from the freeway, and you got it. And good realtors will get you there. Well, is there a particular right. vibe in uh, in some of those areas that people need to be aware of? You know, college town or or cultural or anything like that. Well, I will say this. Um, so, just like Southern California, each one of the suburbs has its own feel, right? So. Uh, I think that they all have cute, most every Texas town from small to large has cute little downtown areas. So you really have to um, go seek those out. So there's lots of festivals. There's lots of um, really nice, cute decor. You know, they decorate them for the holidays and that kind of thing. But I will say in terms of vibing, uh, you got to love your sports out here. So you don't have to love the Dallas Cowboys, but you do have to love sports because everybody is a sports fan. So we have all four of the major sports teams. We have the Dallas Stars for hockey. We have the Texas Rangers for baseball, Dallas Cowboys football, and the Dallas Mavericks for basketball. So we have it all. Um, And, of course, you know the, the granddaddy of them all is the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Okay, so sports vibe, and you didn't even mention high school football. Oh, heavens. Well, uh, (laughs) high school and college. So while we do not have a big college uh, ball uh, game in town, right, 
I will say that all the Texas colleges are fair game, and even some of the Oklahoma ones, um, so there's quite a rivalry, um, but everybody is out, all out for sports Friday night, all Saturday for college, and Sunday for the, the pros. Football's big, but baseball may be slightly bigger even. Ah, okay. So always something to turn to. That's, that's very important. And outdoor, Very true. Outdoor activities, going to the lake, and anything else? Well, for sure, um, parks, lakes, that's really uh, the main outdoor activities. We do have things here like bugs and heat. So um, I will say a lot of our homes are built for indoor activities because we, have, we do have weather. Our climate is fun. Uh, we can go from super blazing hot to cool, then back to hot, then sort of humid, then not really humid. It's, it's all over the place. So um, we are just now especially given our climate of today, we are just now starting to have more restaurants with outdoor dining and that sort of thing. But all of those little uh, squares and, and downtown areas have great stroll spots where you can just kind of shop and pop into boutiques and that sort of thing. We have festivals. Um, the Grapevine, Grapevine has Grape Fest. Uh, Granberry is a cute little resort town, uh, just uh, about 40 minutes outside of the main part of the Metroplex, and they have an amazing festival um, and square for just anything you could want, dining and shopping and theater and all of that stuff. And we, of course, we have zoos. Dallas has zoo, opera, um, symphony, and so does Fort Worth. So if you don't like one, you're probably going to like the other one. And, and in uh, Mansfield, uh, Arlington, and such, how long does it take to get into, you know, quote-unquote, into town? Because that's what people oh. like. They, they like the idea of having this cozy little corner, and then, but if, if I want some action, I'm only, you know, X minutes away. How long does that take in, in most cases? I'm so glad you asked, because really, that's why we chose Mansfield. It's it's equidistant almost between downtown Dallas and downtown Fort Worth and really the entertainment district in Arlington. Um, it's about 25 minutes straight up a highway to DFW Airport and uh, about 25 minutes from Fort Worth and about 30 minutes from Dallas, uh, the heart of Dallas. So that's one of the things we love about it. But now our tiny suburb has about 80,000 people, so we have pretty much everything you could want right here in town. And, uh, and growing every single day. Okay. Okay, good. And in that growth, why are people relocating to the area? What, what's, what are That's some a of good the, question. Yeah, well, got, got so relocating, yeah, yeah. So relocating to Dallas-Fort Worth is really, I'm going to say it's really uh, focused around fiscal, right? It's a fiscal decision. Because the reality is we do have um, – really low cost of living, housing affordability, we have all of it. And so people are, and we have great schools in most of the suburbs. Um, so Mansfield has one of the top school districts in the DFW Metroplex, which is forcing a lot of movement into this area. But um, honestly, uh, the cost of gas, the cost of food, the cost, everything is just so reasonable here. And wages are as good as anywhere else. So wages are good. We don't have a state income tax. And the cost of living is good. Even electricity is less expensive here. So it's, uh, it's a great place uh, to call home. And so it's really, uh, really driving a lot of economic choices in, in families. 
Yeah, you, you use the word physical and economic. And so if you've got yeah. good wages that are com- competitive and you've got lower costs and certainly with no income tax, that's a pretty good combination for people uh, coming from all parts of the country. So that's, that could uh, certainly explain in part why Texas has been such a draw in the last few years. Yeah. What, what's the employment outlook? Uh, who are the biggest employers, say, in the suburbs? Um, so great question. Um, so every suburb is different, but a lot of headquarters, a lot of headquarters, big companies are relocating to DFW or have relocated to DFW in the last five years. Um, everybody from State Farm, Liberty Mutual, we have a lot of insurance, all states. Um, we have a lot of financial services, believe it or not. Fidelity, J.P. Morgan Chase, Charles Schwab, GM Financial, a lot of financial services here. We also are um, seeing a rise in tech. So we now have Google Data Center. We have Facebook Data Center. We have Amazon um, has brought one of their big uh, or multiple of their big tech teams uh, here. And so we, and of course, distribution. Distribution is our biggest industry here. So our position in the geographically inside the United States is central. We are easy access to highways, a great major airport. We also have freight airport here. So major hubs for almost every company's distribution. I get my shipments like lickety split, right? So I order something online. I usually have it in a day um, because all the distribution is here. So we have that going for us. So there's every kind of job you could want here, and that's really also driving a lot of people. So it it is such a diverse economy. I know a lot of people have in their mind that Dallas-Fort Worth is all oil and gas. Well, it's not. That that ship sailed decades ago. It is a very richly diverse economic uh, economy and um, employment base. And and by the way, one that you don't think of very often – Military contracting, we, ha- we build the F-35 in Fort Worth for the um, Navy and Air Force. No kidding. Did not know that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay, so with all that combination of the economic and the diverse employment and such, uh, you probably got a pretty good mix of new people coming in. Can you address that? I sure can. It is actually very diverse. Remember, that's one of my three main points was how diverse it really is here. So we have folks relocating from all over the country, which are bringing their own um, you know, ideals and viewpoints and that. But we actually are seeing an incredible amount of international uh, relocations too. So I have clients from all sorts of countries who are coming here to have a better life. And it, so it's really, it's everyone. We get retirees. We get professional relocations. We get uh, families who are just looking for great schools, low cost of living, and the opportunity to succeed financially in their own lives. So it's really everyone. That, that was a great paragraph, people. Go back and listen to that again. She's got a checklist there on building a good life. And uh, a pretty interesting checklist and a pretty universal checklist. So that was very good. It, that uh, it's got me putting Mansfield on my list. I'm telling you, I got to. I, I gotta, love it. I got to figure out where I'm gonna where I'm gonna end up. And that sounds like a really cool area with a lot of diversity. So, um, how does a new resident get involved in the community? What what types of uh, annual events and and volunteer opportunities are there? 
Well, I, I'm going to focus in on Mansfield um, for this particular portion because that's where I have the greatest expertise. So I actually am a graduate of a, of a program here called Leadership Mansfield where I was able to really dig into the community and now the community is putting together a Mansfield University and I'm applied to be in the inaugural class of that that's going to help us uh, help me learn even more deeply about the community but we have many different boards that you can serve on from planning and zoning to um, the library board uh, we have an incredible parks and rec um, opportunity for for involvement but we also um, we have a city employee who manages volunteers at the animal shelter um, so she, you go talk to Priscilla and Priscilla will put you into the next fun run you'll be directing traffic like it's it's really easy to get involved here we have a really awesome small town feel and I there's never a moment where I go to the local restaurant or grocery store that I'm not seeing somebody that I know and that to me is like I've made it I know my neighbors I know my neighbors names I you know I know their kids I, it is such a small town feel even though we have 80,000 people I'm looking forward to this next census so I can get a real handle on what our our um, um, population is and what it's grown to we expect to be a town of 120,000 people in the next 10 years so but it is still has that small town feel we have uh, holiday celebrations the mayor's day of prayer um, where he prays over the schools and I mean it's a really precious place to live but um, we there's a ton of opportunities we also have the world's only pickle parade where everyone dresses in green right around St. Patrick's Day because we have a big pickle manufacturer that is just on the outskirts of Mansfield and that everybody loves best made pickles and um, so we honor their contribution to our community in the pickle parade so you can actually be um, a pickle queen if you'd like so oh my um, gosh. That yes there are wigs and boas and um, it is quite a spectacle but we have all sorts of parades for all sorts of things um, and let me give you an example uh, so we couldn't do our Veterans Day parade this year and the city of Mansfield um, had all um, the interested veterans uh, fill out a little form and they dropped off a sign that said proud Mansfield veteran and put it in the front of their house and gave them a hat that said veteran or Mansfield veteran like it was really I mean that to me just says small town yeah. but you had 80,000 people you got to imagine that was a lot of people yes but you're right. That says small town, definitely. And it was fun. And, and the trend these days is people want space, and they do want they by and large they're rethinking their their big city life, and they're thinking of of small town. They're thinking of relationships, and so again, uh, sounds like you've got a very good combination in in all of that. We do. Um, and a and a company that can pivot like that and do that for the veterans uh, as a community. That's that's a good sign. Now. Yeah. Back to the growth, going from 80 to 120 in the next 10 years, and you're not sure where you might be in this um, recent census, somewhere in between there. How are the locals yeah. responding, and what's, what's congestion look like in your town? Well, it's, it's so funny because everything is about the perspective from which you come. And so I will have a client in the morning that says, 
I've got to get out of Mansfield to go even further south to get more of what you were talking about, that wide open field space, space between the houses, that sort of thing. And then I'll have somebody who's come in from a different community, maybe Chicago or California or somewhere that says, um, I, I want to come to Mansfield because it has that small town feel, which is kind of where we came from, right? And uh, so anywhere that you're living within 25, 30 minutes of a major airport, you know that is not going to be a small town for long. And all the things that drew, drew you there are going to draw other people. The natives are um, just, it, it runs the gamut. I've got fourth generation Mansfieldians who say, bring it. We're, we welcome you. And then there's other people who are like, give me my space. I need, you know, where are my horses and cows? Um, where'd they go? They built houses. <laughs> you know, so it really runs the gamut. But I think in general, we have such a friendly, um, I think all of DFW is so friendly in comparison to some places I've lived. Uh, it's, it's, it's really neat. People talk to you at the store, by the way. Like, you didn't even ask no them a way. question, no. and they're telling you stuff. No. Oh, my gosh. You can st be standing at the Target looking at the, at the shark vacuums, and you will, someone will come up and say, oh, I've got that one. You should get it. It's cheaper over at this store or that store. I mean, it is, it is awesome. That's very good. Very, very good. Um, now, what about regional services? Are regional services keeping up? Absolutely. So we actually are uh, just about to open our second hospital here in Mansfield. We have six high schools. This town is on the ball. Uh, you know, every single town is handling the growth um, pretty darn well, I would say, um, except for maybe the highways. Boy, I'll tell you, um, we always we have a saying here, it's always under construction, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be great when it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great when it's finished. It, the, the, we have a lot of highway construction to keep up with the infrastructure needs, for well, sure. That, that makes sense because you, you are one of the more popular states, if you will, for, for people on the move. So I'm sure there's a little bit, little bit of growing pains. And, of course, that involves uh, um, government money and big plans. And you can't just build it for now. Yep. You've got to build it for the next 10 years. So, okay, so you're under, under construction. Better than not being under construction and having a, That's a, right. prob, a problem brewing, right? Well, I've, That's I've right. heard that, that retirees just want whether that they, they can handle good health care in an airport. Um, so that's if regional services can keep up with at least the, the health care in the airport and, of course, Internet now, um, yep. you've got a good thing going. And if you lump it together with, with a good small town feel, then, then you're in great shape. So I, as long, I agree. As long as those services are keeping up in some fashion, that's, that's, a, that's a good uh, that's a point in your column. Uh, you talked about cost of living being brutal in California, or we did, and, um, and it not being too bad at all in Texas. The one marker I like to go with is, what's a gallon of gas cost where you are? <laughs> Well, we filled up yesterday at a dollar fifty-five a gallon. Oh, you just won the prize! I it know. It is so crazy low. I've talked to a lot of people, and they're saying, "Oh, yeah, it's it's about you know a dollar ninety or two ten. And we're here in California, at, you know, three twenty, something like that. And so a buck mm -hmm. and a half. Holy cow! 
Um, okay, taxes, no income tax. That's marvelous. Your, are your property taxes kind of high to compensate for that? So I think so, yes. Um, so this is one of the things that when we are looking at, especially those first-time buyer populations, you know, that's a big chunk of that monthly payment. And uh, I was, you know, coming from California, I thought, everybody told me, oh, property taxes are high in Texas, property taxes are high in Texas. And I thought, oh, it can't be higher than California. No, it can, and it is. Um, so we are, depending on your community, and of course every single city, county, we have many counties within the Metroplex, um, is going to be um, some version of this. But I would say your range is going to be somewhere between 2.4% and 2.9%. Um, most uh, all of the Metroplex cities have homestead exemptions. Um, in fact, Mansfield was the last, one of the last cities that did not have a homestead exemption um, from the, for the city taxes. We did for school but, and county, but not for city. Um, and they just put that into place through our city council. So finally, we're, we're, we have our own homestead exemption for the city of Mansfield residents. Um, so there's a little bit of property tax relief. One of the biggest um, tax relief in Texas that we have is for our veterans. Um, they will, for our disabled veterans, there's a sliding scale of um, discount for their property taxes, and our seniors get a discount as well. So it is helpful for those folks, um, but it's 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 a bit tough on everyone else. <laughs> so, however, um, can be rough. however, your your um, cost of housing is lower. So it overall, is. the property tax dollar amount might not be quite the shock as the percentage is. So let, let's talk about that. Average home prices. In Southern California, you go from 700000 to well over a million uh, on average, depending upon the city up and down the coast. Which, what's uh, some of the local uh, median or average home prices that we can, we can expect? So that is a phenomenal question. So I did a little uh, digging this morning to get your up-to-date information. And so I, I, I decided to take the average house, the 322, we call it, right? The three-bedroom, two-bathroom, two-car garage. So as of this morning, we have 14, over 1,400 of those for sale, okay, as of right now. Wow. Now the price ranges from 65000 Okay, all the way up to 10 million. That is the that exactly explains the DFW Metroplex. <laughs> so, in a sentence, okay. that's it right there. <laughs> yes. And that, and now, sixty-five thousand is the house, not the garage. For us, it would. Be, that is the house. Okay. Um, now, I'm not sure you'd want to live there, but let me just say, <laughs> over half of those 1,400 are under 350,000. So 790 of those were under 350000 Okay. So that gives you an idea there. Yeah. And so I went even further. And of that, those 1,400 houses that are available today, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, 315 of them are brand spanking new construction that you could oh. move into within the next oh. two to six wow. months. Okay. Yeah. So um, the average price in Mansfield for a home is three hundred and fifty. $35,000. It is up 15% from last year. Double digit increases again. Wow. wow. Yep. So that's like, um, that's like up $45,000 or so from last year. 
Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. It is up 15% compared to October of last year. So um, it is, uh, we are having double digit increases across the board and that is speaking to our supply and demand. There are so many people moving here. Our builders cannot keep up. So we have, they are building fast and furious, um, but uh, it is nine months to, to build a contract build where you go in and pick your colors and pick your floor plan and do all of that. It's about nine months to build and um, it just takes time and they're, they build spec homes as fast as they can. Those are homes that are brand new and available for anybody to purchase that they've already you know, designed and ready for you to move in. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and those range anywhere from 200000 up to seven, 800000 So, um, okay. But you can really run the gamut. It's really, you have to choose what kind of community you want to live in, what, you, what kind of amenities you need nearby or want nearby. Um, you know, if you need to be five minutes of a Trader Joe's, then we've, you know, we have to find you a different kind of house than out here in the country because we don't have a Trader Joe's out here. Um, <laughs> And we're really not the country anymore. Even just five years ago when I moved here, it was much more country than it is today. You have to go a little further south to get the country. Okay. And, and do the, does the new construction come with, with what a Southern Californian might call a good-sized yard? Well, it, it varies. You can, in our new construction, um, the further south you go, you can get half-acre and acre lots on that new construction for 450 um, if you're inside like Mansfield right now, um, they're going to be smaller yards. The houses are big. The yards are small. Um, and then some of our pre-existing homes, you can get, um, you know, just average size um, lots, um, subdivision lots. Okay. And would those be 7,000 square feet, uh, 8,000 square feet? What would yeah. that size be? Something? Yeah, about that. Okay, because that's, yeah. that's about average out here, a little bit larger in some cases. Okay, very okay. good. And so if somebody was coming into town and wanted to get new construction, so they had to wait nine months, can they find a rental for three, three six, 12 months? Uh, is that possible or is it pretty tight? Um, actually, um, it's much easier to find a short-term rental in an apartment. And most of our apartments take pets, um, you know, uh, as long as the dogs aren't, extra huge and on the dangerous breed list. Um, those are the things that really give us our challenges here. Most everybody's good with a lab-sized dog, um, you know, that in an apartment. So you can get a five-month lease in an apartment. That's really the best way to go. We, um, a lot of people lately I've been hearing are doing Airbnbs, long-term Airbnb rentals. Um, but I think in apartments, the easiest. Most of our single-family home rentals don't go for less than 12 months. Is that right? Okay, that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the important fact. And that's pretty universal. Every once in a while, we'll find an area that will accept a uh, shorter-term lease, but that's uh, mm-hmm. pretty universal. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any advice for an out-of-state buyer coming your way, how they should approach it? I do. So we have a process here. We kind of termed it the needs determination. So we will um, do either a Zoom call or a sit down face-to-face with all our new buyers, and we'll ask them questions about their lifestyle. So they, they immediately want to tell us they want two sinks in the master and hardwood floors, and that's okay. But I really want to know how you live in the home and how you live in your community and what you're hoping 
to, to what you're hoping this, this move is going to bring you. Because really that helps me hone in on the kind of family I'm working with and what their true needs and wants are. So we start there and we ask lots of great questions about, you know, okay, so tell me about, you know, are you a, a cook? Do you like to cook a lot? Do you, you know, whatever it is, right? So um, do you want to spend more days outdoors? You want to, you love watching movies and playing video games? Like everybody's different. And so everybody's needs are different. And so people will, they think Texas and they think they're going to get a two acre a fenced yard with this cute little ranch house on there. Those are so rare and hard to find, mostly because people don't sell them. Um, you know, they they have them and they don't move. So they're hard to find. And that's what everybody has in their mind, but they don't realize that when you live on two acres, then you don't have a community of neighbors. Because, yes. y- yeah. So, right. I, so I really have to talk through that with people, especially people relocating out of state with a pre- existing notion of how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So we start there. You know, are schools important? Are, is recreation important? What's going on lifestyle-wise that we need to make sure that we're aware of? Like if you're an avid golfer and you want to like pull your golf, golf cart out of the garage and go be on the course in four minutes, then I need to know that. So, and you can do that here. Um, so, uh, you know, everybody wants to focus on the house, but once we figure out what kind of community you really want to be in, then we can find the house um, that's going to work for you. That's the easy part. Very well said from one end to the other. That's another one to go back and re-listen to, folks, because that's the right approach. It's it's all about the things that you can't change. You've got to find the, what you're happy with in those categories of things you can't change because you can't change them. But you can go into a yeah. house and you can change the paint color. You can rip this out and replace it with what you want. But you can't change your neighbors and you can't change your school district and you can't, you know, all those different things you can't change. you got to get that right and you can fix anything in the house. So, That's right. Um, so know what you're looking for is the best place, best place to start. Yeah. And I would say do plan a fact-finding visit. We didn't. I know that sounds incredibly strange, um, but we really made an economic decision. We said, where do, what do we want in this next life that we're creating? And we said, okay, we want to go to a place where people have jobs because where people have jobs, they buy houses. Where people buy houses, they need realtors. And where people need realtors, they can hire me. So that was really sort of our economic layout. That's what we needed and wanted and and was going to suit our lifestyle in a lot of ways. And so we just sort of picked the the most economically stable, growing environment. And then we chose Mansfield because of its great location in between Dallas and Fort Worth and and near Arlington. It's just south of Arlington, by the way. And and then we found the house. Um, But I would say... Um, do your due diligence around these different types of communities. Don't just say, I want to live in the northern suburbs or I want to live in, you know, um, on an acre. You know, do your due diligence. You might be surprised that there are so many different communities here that could serve your needs in a way you never even thought possible. So come out, spend some time, go to the coffee shops, uh, go to the grocery stores, see the people, let them talk to you in the grocery store because they will. Um, and um, and just enjoy the community. 
and and you'll find your tribe, and your tribe will find you. You just gotta yes. get out there and let it let it happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, all of that very well said. I, um, so many uh, different responses that you made are worthy of going back and you know go hit that that uh, ten second um, reverse mode on your on your phone to to listen to those answers again because um, very uh, insightful and very important that you take those approaches. So thank you for all of that, Beth. I, I tell you, I, oh. I just I just love learning more about our agents and about the areas that they serve. So, um, so thank you for that. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share what we found to be uh, what we love about our new home. And, um, and we certainly welcome any and everyone who wants to come for a visit, uh, do some due diligence. And uh, just a really quick anecdote. When I sold my house in Southern California, I told my realtor, I said, you know, I just feel, now this was 2014, I said, I just feel like there may be a bit of a movement from the West Coast to other places. My realtor said, no, no, never happened. California is so beautiful and everybody wants to live here. Well, my realtor relocated to Dallas, Fort Worth a month ago. So you're Southern California realtor? Yes. Okay. There you go. Moved his whole family and he was a native, moved his whole family to Dallas, Fort Worth because he saw opportunity and, uh, and, and the life he wanted to live. So come out, check it out. There you go. That's confirmation right there. Very interesting. And there's a churning throughout the West, which is what this show is all about. It's from big city to small city. It might be from California elsewhere, but it's also from Portland to Denver and Boise to Phoenix. Uh, There's all kinds of movement going on. And um, that's what this show is all about, to help people understand uh, what their options are. So I really appreciate you joining me on the show, and and I hope you enjoyed it as well. I think you did. It sounds like you did. Absolutely, absolutely. It was a wonderful time. Thanks for thanks for allowing me the opportunity. Oh, certainly. And I'm sure we'll be talking again soon, and and I hope we get a chance to to take a meal the next time we get together. We uh, Let's hopefully. Do it. Hopefully, we'll be getting together as a network in uh, Arizona this spring. We'll, you know, the the COVID gods uh, willing. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, best wishes to you for for an excellent, uh, in this case, Thanksgiving uh, weekend, and of course the rest of the year. I hope it's uh, productive for you. You as well. All right. Say hi to Roger for me. Be well. Be safe. And be good. Take care. Alrighty. Bye bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Beth Steinke from Dallas-Fort Worth. And you can tell she's very enthusiastic, uh, loves her town, an experienced professional. She knows the right approach to take and, of course, ready to help you succeed in finding a home down in that area. If you would like me to introduce you formally to Beth, please feel free to contact me and I'll be happy to hook you up. And to understand the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, uh, certainly listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's, it's called the Eyes West Resource. And you might have to go to the older episodes link all the way down to the bottom. But the Eyes West Resource will kind of give you an explanation of why you need to, to get, uh, get in touch with somebody that we know. It's, uh, it's a great endorsement and it's a great way to do business. So to learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. And I'm always available to help you with your real estate needs here in North Orange County. And I've got trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas I do not serve. 
Uh, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care.